Hi, my name is Sean Taylor. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter fame. Welcome to Avatar The Last Podcasters and Vodcasters, because we have videos. I never liked that word, Vodcast. Thanks for joining us today. Last week we reacted live to the most recent Netflix live-action uh, live action trailer. This week, kind of playing in the same ballpark. Going to play around with some a, a new... A new quiz. It's like a BuzzFeed quiz, but better. Brought to us by Netflix. But Chris, before we do that, how are you? Uh, we, we're not Valentine's Day people, but that's a thing. And Super Bowl is tomorrow if you're catching this on day one. Or two days out if you're catching the audio on day one. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. All right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's how I feel. I have a it's been a, it's been a long year. Even I would say I didn't, you know, probably about tenth game of the year. Whenever they lost to the Broncos and the Raiders within a span of three weeks, that I was, was like, rough. This isn't our year. Maybe we need some actual wide receivers, and then Chiefs just figured it out. Yeah, that was there was a real rough patch in there where the only people at that point who were not worried are like just just a little bit crazy people like the. The, the admin who is on my team at work, great lady, she has no patience. for like She's she's one of those people, she's like, I can't watch because it literally makes my heart race and I'll have to get a pacemaker, right? And she's like, her husband through that whole time, who's like 80 years old and grouchy, and he's just, what are you worried about? They're going to win the Super Bowl anyway, like even in their five-game slump or whatever. I'm like, that's yeah. not confidence. That's That's insanity. And yet here we are. Chris, is it insanity? I guess not. I owe him an apology. He doesn't know me. I've never met him, but I'll extend it. One of the people who were still for sure that she's going to win were that guy and Nick Wright. And the, probably people on the Chiefs. And Well, the Chiefs got to think that. And conspiracy theorists who are like, the script was written. Those people believed it this whole time. Well, yeah. One thing, that, that, that pisses me off. Because for the longest, for the last whatever month or so, People are like, oh, when the script is written, just look at the Super Bowl logo. It's predicted the last three in the winners. It was like, this year it's the Ravens and the 49ers with the Ravens winning because they're on the bottom of the logo. It's all in the script. So then once the Chiefs win, all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, this is the script all along. They wanted Travis Kelsey in. Like, no, you were just saying <laughs> that the script was, that, was the Ravens and the 49ers because it matched the logo. Also, why would the NFL drop hints about its script? Like, why are they? Why would they do that? That feels like the opposite of a good conspiracy. You know, that's also why are you? Why are you into watching something that you think is scripted, and you're not watching for like entertainment value? You're watching because you want your team to win. But if you, why do you care? Yeah, just go just pick up the highlights. Like, if it's a script, follow the story. Right, just go grab the highlights later. Pick up the, the good parts of the story, yeah. the narrative that's been written. Yeah. The conspiracy theorists. I never buy into the I never buy into the weird. Granted, NBA, there was a ref that really was rigging. He was at a certain point. Was trying his best. Um, but he was he wasn't doing it on the NBA's dime, right? Like he was what was that guy's name? Donahue? Dennett Denfee? Donahue? Donahue. Yeah. Right, he was just doing it for his own separated means, wasn't he? 
Yes. Yeah. yeah. He was gambling off of it. Yeah. And which another thing, man, we gotta let players gamble on not their games. Like that's kind of where I draw the line. Like, okay, oh. if you play for a team, why don't you throw <laughs> your own games? But we gotta. You did not let them gamble. We right, not on their own games, but like, why can't they gamble on the sport in which they play? You know, I, or like uh, if you. I don't... You gamble on your I mean, own I games mean, as, as long as you pick yourself to win. No, you, like you can't. You can't no, throw you your own gamble. games. You gotta pick you your can't own gamble game. on your own games at all, Sean. But you, you but I think why can't they gamble on other other games? On other games, um, why are kids getting would, in trouble in the state of Iowa or whatever? Because, I I would say probably because they have a very strong direct influence. Like they might know another player on another team. Who's like, oh yeah, I can insider insider trading. They're just, they're just they're just too connected at all. I get I felt so bad for all those Iowa kids just for like placing bets on random sports games, like getting kicked off their team or whatever. I, no, I don't know nothing about that. It was wonky, but anyway, uh go Chiefs. No conspiracy theories. It is not in any way connecting Taylor Swift is not connected to the presidential election because of her relationship status with Travis Kelsey. I think they actually like each other. It kind of warms my heart. But, yeah, happy Super Bowl weekend slash pre-Valentine's Day weekend, which is like the most, two of the most divisive things out there. No, I think only me and you don't really like Valentine's Day. I think... The ironic thing is we have wives. We we do, and... So it's kind of hypocritical. I don't like Valentine's Day because it's dumb, but I do like eating out. Like, we st- we still go to dinner, and I enjoy it. You know what I mean? Some of them are like, stupid Valentine's. No, it's an excuse to go eat food that I enjoy, and I do it. So I have to take some accountability for my actions. Mm-hmm. But we don't, listen, I don't, we don't like we don't like milk chocolate or Hershey's, right? So that's kind of one. We don't, we, we want dark chocolate, and we don't want it to come in dumb-shaped boxes. And Heather doesn't like getting flowers because she deals with flowers literally every day at work. And usually they're depressing flowers, and flowers also die. And so, uh, you know, and greeting cards. We don't really like greeting cards. No offense to our Hallmark uh, friends, because we both have them. But anyway, happy those things. Otherwise, happy February. Chris, how has he been? What else is going on before we before we take this quiz? Uh, not much. Just getting, getting excited for the Netflix show. So around the corner essentially not this coming weekend but the following one we will have watched it it's pretty exciting it's it's kind of surreal like i said i used to day up at night thinking about how to adapt this live action granted it was it was in a movie form but but uh yeah so it'll be interesting to see i am very like we talked about last time i haven't talked i haven't thought about it but like will it make my loop on its own merits. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I am nervous because I, like, I feel like I'm playing with house money. Sorry, I'm not nervous because I feel like I'm playing with house money. I don't have huge expectations for it, but we've seen, and I think we can interpret that it's got a decent floor to it from trailers mm-hmm. and people, yeah. people we know telling us it's got a decent floor, right? So I feel like at this point, I am kind of playing with house money. And so, uh, not nervous, just like, oh, it's either going to meet my expectations or beat them. It's probably not going to go under under them. Yeah. 
Oh, one to toss to mention in this episode. We'll cover a few little tidbits and and stuff from interviews uh, about the show that's that's been of of high discussion in the Avatar fandom. Kind of some a lot of people not a negative reaction. You want to do that? Do you want to do that first, or or after? Sure, why not? Do it first. It's kind of news like. Yeah, sure. So, uh, the first thing is that has caused. I think an overreaction. Um, but I don't. I don't want to give away what what my opinion is to it. Well, I think I already have. I'm curious to hear yours, Sean. The uh, the the actors who play ah oh, crap. Uh, the act. I'm not, uh, anyway, the actors who play Katara and Sokka uh, sit down for an interview. And they talked about just a couple of changes, and so did Albert Kim, who's the showrunner. They said that they're kind of doing away with the sexism the Sokka displays. Season one, they're like, yeah, that stuff was a little iffy. We're like, yeah, that stuff is outdated. Like, 15 years ago, they could get away with it. And, uh, so yeah, so Sokka won't be either assets or assets at all. What is your reaction to that? Uh, my gut reaction is that part of, part of that was him learning and growing from that sexism, right? It's not like we were mm-hmm. cheering for sexist Sokka. Yeah. In the beginning of the show, he was supposed to be a D-bag, and then he came around and grew and improved. And uh, I'm going to say 60% <coughs> upset to miss out on that good character growth, starting from mm-hmm. a dumb place. 40% not horribly concerned, because it is a detail but not like one that gets me too riled up yeah. and the intentions are, the intentions feel kind of good. So uh, 40% but <clears throat> 60% like, come on, why? You know, mm-hmm. something in that ballpark. Yeah. Where are you at? the same. Much the same as you are. But Twitter has had like most just negative reactions to it. It's like, you guys didn't even, I am paraphrasing a bunch of stuff. Like, did you guys even watch the show? Did you guys even, like, we gotta, and I agree with some points, some people are like, we gotta stop, like, <clears throat> I forget what someone said. We gotta stop making our characters perfect. Like, Sokka is that way for a reason, he grows out of it. Uh, but some people took it far, like, that's his whole character arc. I'll be like, that's not so his whole, character. he didn't it's, start it's out as a bad guy. He didn't, it's not Zuko. Yeah. If Sokka's whole character arc was, he was Setsu's, then he wasn't sexist. That would be terrible writing for one thing, um, and it would just be it would be too two dimensional. His character arc is, is I think is a lot more deeper uh, than than that. But I would say that is still part of it. Like his sexism is probably I would say like twenty percent of his character arc. Um, and so when you take that away, I'm not like, oh man, that ruins Sokka. Like to me, Sokka's real character arc is like figuring out what it is to be a man. And granted, some of that, like I said, some of that has to do with the sexism of like gender roles and stuff like that. Um, what does it mean to be humble, to allow others to lead who are greater than you, um, and uh, yeah, and humble yourself and find your place. Uh, things like that. Those, so, I think, are, are more 
important, significant for Sokka's character arc than he was sexist. Because he kind of got over his sexism, like, once he, once, after he meets Kyoshi Warriors. Like, episode, holy crap, he wasn't really sexist for that long. Now that I think about it. It was pretty short-lived. Yeah. So yeah, you're just... Like, the Warriors of Kyoshi is episode three. I mean, it just is no, like... No, it's episode, I'm sorry, it's episode four. It's episode four. <laughs> it, I mean, it's just kind of a not small. It's not insignificant. It's small, but it's not insignificant, right? That's why I'm at the sixty, and I said I was at the sixty. Yep. Right, that's important, but it's not big that he like essentially meets a girl that he likes and quickly learns some valuable lessons because he has a, like a different level of trust in this girl than he's had in other people. Like, so there's more of a relatable way for him to be like oh crap I get it, it, it and it just mm-hmm. it comes and goes pretty quickly it's important but it's I... yeah I do I do think it's a missed opportunity to show a flawed character with flawed ideas and he's still a good it. character he's blatantly a good character he's got a yes. flaw yes yes absolutely um, so I'm kind of curious like how they'll mm. I'm curious how they'll handle like, I don't know, certain aspects of Aang. Like, cause Aang isn't... Aang has a few little flaws throughout, but I'm curious they're just like, no, we gotta make him perfect. Aang is already kind of too perfect. I mean, a lot of, He's already pretty close uh, for a kid. <laughs> yeah, such for kids. So, they need to leave. Katara, I was thinking about Katara yelling at him, of like, <laughs> this one point where she's yelling at him about like, you and your infinite wisdom. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we need those kid Aang flaws that he does have, even if they come through in dumb episodes. We need Katara's mm-hmm. Katara's flaws that feel Katara's like path to hell paved with good intentions, right? Because her flaws, I don't want to say barely feel like flaws, but they seem so good intention, like in the motherly, overly protective mm-hmm. way. Yes. You know what I mean? But we need those yeah. for those mm-hmm. characters to be meaningful or to go on a meaningful journey, I guess. Hmm. Speaking I'll, of, yeah. I think also in the Albert Kimmer interview recently I read, he was saying that they're changing some stuff with also Katara and some of her kind of more gender-specific roles. Probably, I mean, there's a scene where she's selling. They probably won't show that, which that's fine, whatever. Um, but there are sh- certain, I would say, traditional gender roles that Katara <laughs> exudes, like that motherly protective style being that person who plans stuff out, who is almost, I wouldn't say overbearing, just... On uh, she's got an overbearing momness yeah. to her. That's... Yeah. <laughs> and so I hope we don't miss that, because cause that can be, that's key and stuff. Like, that's part of her character. Like, she is so protective of Sokka and Aang, uh, and later on Toph, she is protective in a, in a motherly manner. Um, but it's it's not a bad thing. I'm going to take the same stance and say that her growing beyond some of those uh like some some of those stereotypes or some of those boxes in the way of combat like later on and like the fight with yeah, Master Pocket. Yeah. There again, yes. I'm in that like I'm in that 40 camp of like okay, as long as she's not perfect, I still need some kind of growth. What flaws are you going to give her? But 60% like no, that's an important part of her of her of her character growing into a more perfect modern great uh 
great to cheer for female. Yeah. I man, I really hope they keep the sexism and the South. <laughs> out of context. Out of context of the Southworth. You heard it from I a black man first, folks. He says keep it. The <laughs> black people like sexism. No. The <laughs> keep the sexism in the Northern Water Tribe that Katara completely uh upends and, and dismantles. Yes. Keep, keep that. You and can't maybe... don't get rid of that. Don't get rid of that. Don't. Um, even though I, they're gonna kind of understand the, the the good intentions behind it, like you got to see the big picture. The big yeah, picture the is the growth. Through. The world's not perfect. Like we, you got you. The world's not the world itself isn't perfect, as in the real world. Good people and change into better people. Perfect. Yeah, like I love. I want to say I love, but um. Like I respect the crap out of people who are like, man, I had this this ideal, this false ideal before, and I realized that was wrong, and like I realized I'm that I should be better than that. Like no matter what the idea is, whether it's being just you know light racist or, or whatever stuff, and I'm like, I respect you so much for that, and I don't I don't even judge you wrongly for that, for judging for the person you are today, not the person you were. Before and I know that you're making whatever men's and and you're making strides in those areas. Like on the flip side, I don't like when people are like, no, "I'm just gonna keep judging you for that stuff in the past." Like it's so important to. Well, I'm going on a rant, rant. It's so important to look yourself in the mirror, whether you look yourself in the mirror, society in the mirror, and realize like we were wrong here, and now we're gonna be right. So many people just want to floss over that. And gloss, gloss, not gloss, gloss over that. Be like, I don't know what we were doing back then, but whatever. Um, but it's just a matter of taking accountability. And I respect that a lot. But it's always, I think, too. So without getting into specifics, I'm a person who came from a small place, and I did things in my life that exposed me to different things and different ways of thinking that I would like to think that that current Sean, and I can think yeah. of certain examples, is better than than oh, that Sean. Me. But it's but like it's not that Sean was bad. Like that Sean was trying to do good things, and the journey was long, and the process was was challenging, right? And I think it's there's like that element of 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 shame that you don't like to think about how long and hard that was. Like it seems because now this current Sean that has these beliefs is like, man, how could you not see that before? And it's a long kind of process, and that's embarrassing to think about. But um, but it's like the, oh god, it's, I still it's I'm growth. Sorry, good point. Exactly. No, it's it, but it's growth. Yeah, it, I don't know. It takes, but oh. it, the the big point is, I don't think that Sean was a bad person. That Sean tried to be, a, was like trying to do what he thought was right and be a good person. But but it got better. I, I would like to think it, it didn't. It didn't take your your uh, son dying to be a. Uh, to... It it didn't. It just took maybe multiple real world examples from other people, kind of kind of yeah. direct impact in 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 a repeated way like it wasn't one big example that was me specifically or like my son being dead it was lots of smaller exposures from various sources so it's less sexy less narrative like awesome but that, that's probably realistic of how it happens oh yeah no this uh yeah so that's one thing to change 
The other thing that might not be a big deal, somewhat could be a big deal, they mentioned in an interview, uh, Abercrombie did, that um, Aang, Aang will be more directional in season one. Like, I think they, they said, like, What's early on, like, because, you know, Aang is kind of, like, in season one, <clears throat> they have really no, they're just traveling. Aang is like, oh, I'm going to go here to, to ride this, I'm going to go here, then we'll visit here. Like, Aang's not even, halfway through the season, he's not even like, oh, I got to get to the Northern Water Tribe. He he doesn't get that until, you know, until um, he meets with Roku. Okay. Um, Hunter Solstice. And so they mentioned that, like, I'll read the, I have a screenshot of it. I'll just read it, but I'll go off camera. My brain is probably bit. already reacting, like, too strongly to what you're telling me without yeah. even knowing the details. They said, okay. Uh, this is Aubrey Kim, I think. In the first season of the animated series, he's kind of goofing. I'm sorry. He's kind of going from place to place looking for adventures. He even says, first, we've got to go ride Elephant Koi. It's a little looser as he fits a cartoon. We needed to make sure that he had that drive from the start. And so that's a change that we made. We essentially gave him this vision of what's going to happen, what's going to happen, and he says, "I have to get to the Northern Water Tribe to stop this from happening." It gives him much more narrative compulsion going forward, as opposed to, "Let's make a detour and go ride the elephant koi," that type of thing. So that's anyway. So, what I gather from that is, I don't know. I'm un- I'm uncertain if Roku will be the one that tells him about Sozin's comet. Like maybe that doesn't come until until later on um but it seems like he has a, a mission going a mission at the start to go to the northern water tribe through whatever means of, of a vision or something um so we'll see there but people complains about that is that like well ang's journey is like yeah he's a kid he's a goofball at first but then he has to realize like no i need to take responsibility and stuff um that's I'm, I'm not that upset about that change. Whatever. I guess I'm just gotta do some narrative. There's gonna be changes. Some changes will like more than the others. Uh, and some won't be that big of a deal. Maybe that's one that won't be a big of a deal. This one's probably, if you divide what we've been talking about into like three bullets, this is probably the least important bullet. Right? The least impactful, the least important. But I still don't like mm-hmm. it because I do like that that like Aang's lack of acceptance or not ready to like have this role kind of forced onto him, uh, yeah. you know that's that's there again it's kind of part of his flaws. Like he's doing these sort of childish things when he should be out there saving the world. But I think this is the least important of the three. So like I'd vote no, but I guess I still just not going to let that sway my my preconceived feelings. Yeah. They also mentioned that they're changing up the rules of the Avatar State. Oh, so I'm I'm just worried about Uh-oh. that a little bit. That hit a that hit a chord right away. Well, That's weird. <laughs> like, his his uh, which this will be the last thing I cover about the things when we get into the Fender Quiz. Um, they said, uh, what did they say about the Avatar State? Okay, so they said, narratively speaking, the Avatar State kind of has somewhat fluid rules in the animated series. One thing I would disagree with. That. I would I disagree very strongly. Rule. It's very... <laughs> yeah, 
they're 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 pretty well outlined rules. I do. I think so too. Because one thing, Mike the, and Brian are very much uh, grounded. Very much in like, their yeah. Like they're, they're like everything has rules. Like to me, the Avatar State has rules. One thing, Roku they they invented the whole freaking. <laughs> they invented bending as like the creative basis of the story to get away from like ruleless magic. <laughs> like what yeah. we talked about. Oh, oh I don't like yeah, where I, this is going at all, Chris. <laughs> I, don't know, I just this what well, yeah I just disagree with his first statement of like the rules being fluid. I think the Avatar State rules are, are good. <laughs> the limits of the so, Avatar State's power maybe could I use that definition. Yeah, like that one's that yes that part probably is like how much power. When is it necessary? To me, I to me I have a good definition of that, but that's because I've read different you, interviews and stuff with like Brian about it and stuff and I can survive. You're on a different level of human in terms of <laughs> your what you are able to glean from from the show. Yeah. Um but the to trigger the Avatar state itself, I think it's pretty it's like life or death or emotional yeah. uh, damage depending on your <clears throat> and then once you master it, with, you can then yeah. go into it whenever you, you need well, to call on it. That mastery is so personal, like different avatars with yes. different levels of mastery yeah. and control. That makes oh my sense to me. It's not All a right. switch; it's a muscle almost. You know. Yeah. I... So, so it goes on to say, okay, narratively speaking, the avatar state kind of has some absolute rules in the animated series. And when you take a look really closely at when and how Aang can go into the avatar state, it changes a little bit throughout. Yeah, it does, but still follows the rules of it. Um, anyway, that was that was me interchiming in there. So we were very cautious about seeing that too much in the first season, which I get that. And in fact, we ended up tweaking the rules a little bit for our story purposes. And it will be interesting to see whether fans pick up on that and what they think of that. But we kind of streamlined a lot of those rules and came up with something. I worked across on it and came up with something I worked across on it. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. I didn't read that wrong. This house read, but yeah. So I don't know. I'm a little. I'm just a little. That's the most on... annoying thing that you've mentioned of these things. That's the most <laughs> annoying thing. Oh, okay. I would have been. <laughs> I would have been maybe most okay if they like maybe they, maybe they do tweak the saying tweak the rules sounds too like tweak the expectation, and maybe you hold back a little bit. Narratively speaking, you just don't see it as much in yeah. season one for I understand holding for back dramatic buildup. But like this, this wording suggests that they're just taking some creative <laughs> liberties with something that I don't think needs creative liberties taken with it. That's annoying. Yeah. <sighs> Whatever. It better not be big. Let's all say that. Of the places I do, I hope it's not. Big. Yeah. Are the places I'm okay with in and even want to see not one to one to make it worth our while, as we've repeated many times, that's not one of them. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, the thing is, M Night changed the rules of the Avatar State, and it bothered me. It pissed me off so bad. See, because he had Aang mastering it at the end of the film. Yeah. This is again. I understand that they they could have just been like, "Hey, we're gonna try to show a little less of that in season one, make it a little more nebulous for like dramatic tension for new audiences." 
I would have been probably okay with that. Maybe that's all he's maybe that's all he's trying to say. I don't know. No. Granted, you know what? Maybe <clears throat> in all with all due respect to Albert Kim, and usually when people say that, they have something mean. And I I love I Talladega Nights. I, and I mean with all due respect. <laughs> Such a... Um he is is clearly a a writer and stuff. So maybe he maybe he needed to make some changes to make some work narratively in the show. Granted, I disagree with his first assessment. The rules are, I, you know, at the end of the book one, for sure, Angle went out. Angle went out with our state because the fish, the moon spirit, not moon, the ocean spirit, took over his body. But that's anyway. Um, I dis I, I disagree uh, with his wording, and I hope that the changes reflect more lightly than his wording maybe feels at face value. Yeah, yeah. maybe it's not. That. Anyway, maybe it's those are a couple of little snippets from a recent interview with uh, Albert Town. I wonder if it's going to be something like he has to be physically harmed instead of just emotionally or some garbage like that. <laughs> Nah, I know. I'm pretty sure he'll be because they show a scene of him going to the Alcatraz. Say that seems like the one when he see when he finds Montgato's body, so that's an emotionally uh, threat to him. Well, I will try to. I will try to withhold too much judgment, but I feel entitled to say that I don't like how that sounds. Chris, let's take a quiz. Let's take a quiz. Let's do you want do it? it? Do you want to introduce this anyhow, or do you just want me to pull it up on screen sure. and start taking it? Oh. I'll, I'll introduce it, and you start pulling it up. Um, um, it's, it's up. So it's, we, it's here. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I'll keep talking. Yeah, keep going. Uh, the Netflix Avatar has did their own quiz, right? Uh, Avatar Studios did a uh, what is what is your element quiz, and that was honestly crap, and I was very disappointed in that. Uh, that was like, what's your favorite color? Blue, red, green, or, <laughs> or, or yellow? Or transparent. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or transparent. <laughs> uh, yeah no offense, a, Avatar. You know what, quiz. Avatar Studios? Maybe some. Oh, maybe some offense. offense. Don't release. The, don't release it if it's not. Don't. Good. That that is perfectly in yeah, line a... with all other Avatar video games logic to this point. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> I wasn't expecting like a Myers Briggs type of deal, but at least like a, a Potter. Anyway, we had we had we've had this conversation before. Yeah. Um, but Netflix has released Netflix Avatar has did their own thing because their tagline is Mastery Element, which is lines up. Yeah, that uh, you can go and find your element, and I actually like this quiz. Even so, I took this quiz full disclosure. Took this quiz before. I don't agree with the results, but I still like taking the quiz. You know what? That's a pretty good quiz. If mm -hmm. I don't like the results, I was like, oh, you know, that's kind of fun, though. It was an engaging piece of marketing, which is what it's supposed to do for you. I have not taken this quiz. Just like last week, I'm going in blind. And yeah. Chris, if you're ready, I'm going to start. I'm on the front screen here. Discover your nation. Going to click it. So we're, we're going to take turns taking the quiz, right? Uh, Yeah. Do you want to go first? And okay. I can. No, you go first. I'll go you first. Go first. <clears throat> you wake up. See, I already like this. It's given me like a scenario. Yeah. That's neat. It's instantly cool. Yeah. You wake up on a... I do. And the background and stuff is cool. It's animated, uh, which people can see on screen. You wake up on a boat next to a hall of flopping fish. You can't remember your I name or... I want a or... boat. <laughs> on a... 
You That's are. What I do. <laughs> I'm on a boat. And I look for T Pain. I'm on a boat, motherfucker. <laughs> you can't remember your name or what nation you came from. The captain is kind and offers to help you find your home. Choose one, wherever they're going. Ask to be dropped off right away. This is all very confusing. You're not sure what to do. I, Chris, I'm a creature who does not like to inconvenience other people. I'm going to say, let's, and I don't know anything. Logically, I have yeah. no starting point. I'm going to go wherever uh -huh. they're going. That's as good as anything could be. Go where they're going. Okay. We're headed to Kangaroo Island, he says. If you want to help finding your nation, you can visit the fortune teller up the hill. Cool. Look, the animation's cool back there, too. That's awesome. Upon arriving to the docks, your stomach growls. Fortunately, there are plenty of fish in the sea, but how will you catch one? You see a sharp stick on the ground or a net that belongs to a nearby fisherman. Use the sharp stick. Steal the net. Use your hands. Forage for kelp instead. I'm, I mean, I would try the stick. I'm not saying I would be successful, but it's there. It isn't theft, and it's not my hands. I'm not sticking my hands in this. That's ridiculous. And I hate seaweed, so I'm not foraging for kelp. You caught a tasty fish. Raw, but tasty. That's not tasty. That's gross. Cool animations. <clears throat> this reminds me of the animations like the seventh Harry Potter movie, where they have the... Oh, you're the, right, Sean. When they go through the Death Wallows. <clears throat> yeah, that's what it makes me feel like. You weave yeah. a path through the bustling market, but find your path blocked by a man with a cabbage cart. <laughs> find another way. Tell him to move. You're in a hurry. Offer to help the merchant move his car. I'm going to offer to help because it's benefiting me as well. Maybe helpful. I'm going to offer to help him. He accepts your help, and afterwards, you find yourself at a beautiful waterfront with perfectly flat rocks for skipping. Choose one. Grab a rock and throw it. Continue on your journey. I'm not really an aesthetics guy. I'm going to look at the water and be like, that's nice, and then I'm going to go on my way. I'm not going to throw a rock. I'm just going just gonna to go. As you can more skipping rocks in the creek. That was fun. Anyway, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just never was a rock skipper. As you continue on your journey, some kids yell at you to get your attention. They're throwing around a boomerang and ask if you would like to try. I would stop and I would try to throw a boomerang for children's amusement. It's either really good and they're in awe, or it's really bad and they get a laugh out of it. That's fine. This is fun. You're not a power bender, powerful bender. You could always get good at a boomerang. Yeah, fair enough. You complete your journey to the fortune teller's front door and you hear a woman humming a tune inside. Do you knock on the door? Do you walk in? Do you recognize the tune and sing along with her? I'm going to knock on the door because that feels like the polite thing to do. Before you can even knock, you hear a raspy voice say, Come in! Ooh, impressive. Upon entering... Okay, it just cut away too fast. There is some more stuff there. The fortune teller asks you to sit and meditate on the steam rising from the teapot over the fire. While you're focusing, she accidentally drops a few of her peeled potatoes. Do I stop meditating and help her pick up the potatoes? Do I follow her directions and meditate? Meditation is hard. You watch the fire instead. Um, this is, this is the hardest question yet. If I felt that it was an accident, and it does say accidentally... I would offer to help her pick up the potatoes, but I want to know, I want everybody to know that I'm a pyromaniac and I love watching fire. So the third option was, was very tempting. I rushed to pick up the potatoes. How can I meditate? Did you play with matches growing up, Sean? 
Uh, no, but like we had to burn fields and things like that. So like I got oh, the okay, itch okay. scratched in in uh, ways with grown ups. <clears throat> I, I do used to burn matches. It's through. <laughs> I yeah, but I, probably once on <laughs> wolf to be rightfully it's like one of the one of wolf. Yeah, because fire. I mean, you set the whole house on fire, maybe. Yeah. Uh, no, to this day, I'm a little bit of a, a pyromaniac. Um, not in like the fireworks sense, but like I love big bonfires and crap. Fortune teller oh, yeah. sits with you and says, I can tell desperately you want to know which nation you belong to, but I want to ask, what will you do when you leave, when you have your answer? And I, do I want to explore the world? Do I want to return home? Do I need more information before I make a decision? I need more information. I can't really do much. That's This is just step one of the information journey. Always good to know where we came from, but remember, if you're always looking back, you can't see what's in front of you. Cool. <clears throat> She says, she serves me the tea and asks me to drink, takes the cup, gazes into it. I see it's quite obvious. I cannot tell you your name, but I can tell you your nation. I click continue. It is. We showed a picture of Aang. So, yeah, I'm an air nomad, which oh, feels okay. feels like you. That feels wrong. Free-spirited. <laughs> because if that does feel wrong, because I'm not terribly... Yeah free-spirited or spontaneity. Like, I'm not spontaneous or free-spirited. I am pretty pacifistic, and I am kind. But the other two don't fit. That's weird. What, what, what were the descriptions again? Uh, actively seek to improve the lives of others. Like, okay. You're also free-spirited, a pacifist, and spontaneous. I do not consider myself terribly free-spirited or spontaneous. And I feel like my answers reflected that. I don't know. Sometimes yeah. you allow others to take advantage of your kindness. Uh, yeah, to a degree. Okay. Uh, yeah, like you, that's not what I expected. And I would dissent with the results to some degree. Because that felt like a quiz with like multiple paths. It didn't feel like a static quiz. It felt like if I had chosen a different yeah. answer on the boat that I don't know if it's true or not. It feels like I would have gotten an no, entirely think... different slate of questions. I think it is different. <clears throat> I've, I watched someone else do it. Mine was might have been. I went down a fairly similar path, but I ended up with. Uh, but I'll retake the quiz here in a minute. Um, I ended up with water before, but I was like, ah, water. Um, but there was stuff about airbending that you just described. Because I granted, you can't put people into four different boxes. Yeah, that's ridiculous <laughs> that's, to think that every airbender is the yeah. same person. <laughs> Yeah, which is why the Myers Briggs thing is really cool because I do think that was, that's like what twenty or so. That's pretty good. And then well, when it's I read assigning that, you. I was like, it's assigning you traits, and they're not in any way related to just like where you're from, right? It's like putting people into, yeah. you know, pre-Cora bending boxes, and even post-Cora. Like we, there's no correlation between your bending type and your personality in a nutshell, is there? No. Nah, yeah. So. Uh, anyway, uh, I mean, slightly. But, uh, anyway, but there doesn't have to be. It's not a necessity. It's it does not necessitate. True. Yeah, Bolin is an earthbender, but he is he's a clown, uh, right? The yeah. top is the exact opposite. So there are, uh, you know, there's like seeds of truth, but it's not a necessity. It's yeah. just a and Cora is a, a commonality. Natural waterbender. He's more fiery than you know. Um, probably like he, he uses fire a lot. That yeah. Uh, Chris, I saw a thing the other day that's like, when when you're trying to explain, correlation does not equal causation. 
show them this mm-hmm. chart, and it was like number of people who died by drowning in pools, and it was relative to number of Nicolas Cage movies released that year, and it was like a very similar like pattern. <laughs> the first, oh, that's funny. And the first comment was like, "Are you sure?" I was like, you're right, that might not be a great example. <laughs> anytime anytime someone tries to tie two things together, I'm like, no, that's a there's a correlation there, but there's no causation there. But that's not to say that there can't be some causation somewhere, but just putting the two things together yeah. is not it. Yeah. yeah. That the All first right. when I read that comment, it took me a minute to get. It's like, what does he mean? Are you sure? And I was like, Oh yeah, it's Nick Cage. <laughs> Not bad. All right, Chris, I'll answer the questions on screen as you tell me the answers to the questions. Okay. <clears throat> Starting over, and like 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 I said, I've took this quiz before, and so my answers might be a little. I'm not trying to answer the purpose to get. Air Nomad, even though that's what I identified. And Sean, you you identify as Earth, right? I do. I here's what it is, because yeah. I want to be an Earthbender for the practical reasons, but I don't necessarily share a lot of like I'm closer to Bolin than I am to Toph. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I identify as an Earthbender. Yeah. I'm sure if I chose the seaweed thing, that's more of an air nomad thing. But no, I'm not doing it. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah. All right, Chris, hit me with your answers. Uh, well, I need to hit with the question. Oh, oh, do you want me to just read it to you? I can do that. You wake oh, yeah, up... sure, yeah, go ahead and read some of yeah. You wake up on a boat next to a hall of flopping fish. You can't remember your name or what nation you come from. The captain is kind and offers to help you find your home. Do you go wherever they're going? Ask to be dropped off right away. This is all very confusing. You're not sure what to do. Hmm. Uh, the first time I wrote to go with them, but that was like a very good, I took the quiz pretty fast. I think I'm going to go with them not sure what to do. I think that's a reasonable response. I can see that you're confused. Do you know about the four nations? He asks you. And then the question is, there's the water tribe. They live in tight knit communities at the North and South Poles, depend on the ocean and on each other. There's the Earth Kingdom. Their vast land is full of variety. Cities, farms, deserts, mountains, all populated with honest, hardworking people. Fire Nation is on a group of islands. They lead the world in economic strength and technology. And finally, there are air nomads. Sadly, they were mostly wiped out by the Fire Nation, but there are rumors that a few still wander about the world. That text goes really fast. You think... Oh, yeah, that's a weird thing. Anyway, <clears throat> I hope, I'm wondering, is that a... That's, like, that's, I don't know, that's a weird little... Uh, a little quip. I feel like it's hinting at Aang. I feel like like it's in the in the Probably. time frame of the okay. show. I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so you thank the captain for the information, but still don't know which nation you belong to. Do you go wherever they're going, or ask to be dropped off right away? So that first question may not have been pertinent. Back the question. <laughs> yeah, that one um, might be just, valueless. They they seem nice enough to help me out. And so I'll go with them. Yeah, I don't want inconveniences. We're headed to Kangaroo Island, he says. If you want help finding your nation, you can visit the fortune teller atop the hill. That text goes real fast. Yeah. 
Upon arriving at the docks, your stomach growls. Fortunately, there are plenty of fish in the sea. But how will you catch one? You see a sharp stick on the ground or a net that belongs to a nearby fisherman. Do you use the sharp stick, steal the net, use your hands, forage for kelp instead? Uh, the most logical answer here and the most, um, I think the most uh, good person answer is use a stick. That's what I chose before. I'll choose again. I don't want to steal from somebody. That's not nice. Chris, that they language is so tough because what Sean would actually do, what Sean would do, I'd use the net and I would like, I'd look for somebody to ask. Uh, there's nobody here. If somebody comes here looking for a net, I'm going to be like, hey, I hope you don't mind. I borrowed your net and mm. I'm going to immediately give it back to him because I'm not stealing it, but I want the net. So it's very frustrating. I don't get to pick True, it up. Wait, how, do they word it as steal the net? They they just say steal the net. I was like, that's no, can I just. Yeah, that's a weird word. Yeah. Can I just pick up the uh, net and use it until I see its owner and be like, hey, I hope you don't mind? I would. If I'm going in the in the space of a stick or a net, it's a, it's a net. I'm using a net. Thing. Yeah, I'm not going to learn how to Tom yeah. Hanks a fish. Let's go a net. Yeah, it's, it does say steal the net. I want to make that clear. It does say that. But you would give it back, uh, Chris. I know you would. Too yeah, late. I clicked it. Yep, yeah. you stole it. You, oh, for God's sake. Congratulations, you caught a fish. Fish, You slyly returned the net to its owner. That's what it said, Chris. That's bullshit. It didn't tell us that. That is some BS. <clears throat> you, after all the nice things we said, you weave a path through the bustling market, but find your path blocked by a man with a cabbage cart. Do you find another way? Do you tell him to move here in a hurry? Do you offer to help the merchant move his cart? Uh, I don't. I don't know if it's really stuck there, or well, he says it's stuck there, right? You find your path blocked by a man with a cabbage cart. Doesn't even imply oh, that he doesn't mean to be there. Yeah, no, I just move another. I just move another way. I'm not gonna be like, let me help you move this cart that you're not even. It's <laughs> like why that you want. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm here to block the exit. You wander through the market, yeah. find yourself at a beautiful waterfront with perfectly flat flat rocks for skipping. Do you grab a rock and throw it, or do you continue on your journey? Uh, uh I'm gonna keep my answer for last time. I throw the rock. Skip I just throw skipping rocks in, in the creek. That's good. That's what a life simple choice. The rocks are there for the taking. Oh, I touch and hold to grab a little rock. Flick to yeah, yeah. What? Oh, that was interesting. Okay, I threw the rock. Nice. That was cute. As you continue your journey, some kids yell to get your attention. They are throwing around a boomerang and ask if you'd like to try. Do you stop and throw the boomerang? Do you tell them you don't have time or do you ignore them? I mean, I'm on my, I'm not in a rush here. Uh, yeah, where do you got, where do you got to be? Yeah, that rock question is frustrating too because that's like, if I don't pick up a rock, am I not an earthbender? Like, what the hell? That's <laughs> true. Uh, you complete your journey to the fortune teller's front door, and you hear a woman humming a tune inside. Do you knock on the door, walk in, or you recognize the tune, sing along with her? <clears throat> Uh, I love singing to myself, but keyword on myself. I don't do a lot of singing. Anyway, uh, knock on the door. 
I think if somebody walks up to my door singing, that's a psychopath. Before you that knock your, your raspy voice, say, come in. You walk in, she says, feeling lost. <clears throat> the fortune teller asks you to sit and meditate on the steam rising from the teapot over the fire. While you're focusing, she accidentally drops a few of her peeled potatoes. Do you stop meditating and help her pick up the potatoes? Do you follow her directions and meditate? Meditation is hard. You watch the fire instead. Um, I think last time I said I would help her, but if she was very, I think I might have missed if she was very direct on you meditate. Also, how many petals is it? Because if it's not that, it's not a lot, and I'm just seeing like I'm just a few of her peeled potatoes. It does say accidentally. Uh, I took that as key, but it says a few. So you know, you know this. I'm I'm gonna just say I'm gonna keep meditating. Meditating not that hard for me. I tend to fall asleep when I meditate, though. That's that's what meditation's really for. Okay. You meditate on the steam. Oh, I gotta interact again. Chris, touch and drag to influence the flow. I'm interacting with steam. Interesting. It's kind of strange. It's not as exciting as the rock, but I get it. Okay. She... She tells you, she sits with you and says, I can tell you desperately want to know which nation you belong to, but I want to ask, what will you do when you have your answer? You want to explore the world. You want to return home. You need more information before you make a decision. It's interesting. I put return home before, and I still think, I think I, once I know where I'm from, I'm going back home. Because that's where I'm going to get more answers. And also, if someone's concerned about me, I can find them there. I don't want them to worry. So return home. Feels highly logical. Okay, return home. You tell her to get back to your people as soon as possible. There might be someone at home waiting for you. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) You don't know. Yes. She serves you the tea and asks you to drink. Afterwards, she takes the cup and gazes into it and says, I see. It's quite obvious. I cannot tell you your name, but I can tell you your nation. I click continue, and something happens. And... And you got a guess? Uh, it'll probably still be water. You're an air nomad. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> so it really... Yeah. Uh, you When seeking a balance of give and take, you err on the side of giving because it brings you joy. You're also community-minded, peaceful, and resilient. Your generosity can make you a target for slackers and crooks. I feel like mine. So you get an air nomad, but yours was different. Mine was a different text for air nomad, but kind of yeah. getting to the same place. Yeah, interesting. No, but that's interesting. Different texts for different types of air nomads. What I kind agree of? With, with most of what that description was. But what kind of jerk do you have to be to get to be a, an an earthbender? You know what I mean? <laughs> I know, right? I can play with this all day to try to figure out. I just definitely throw a rock. <clears throat> It is it is nice to think about like uh like the Harry Potter one of the one of the good things about the sorting hat is that like you're defined by your choices, right? So it's like, yeah, I would choose yeah. this even if my personality aligns I choose it because I think it is the best thing for me, whether or not it plays to my best existing strengths or whatever. So that's kind of the difference between choosing a house and something that you're born into. But anyway, yeah. I don't know what lesson I'm trying to get at there, just a fun difference. Anyway, well, that was fun. That was a good quiz. It was engaging. Uh, we took it twice, yeah. and seeing your answers, if anything, just made me want to take it like one more time. Like, what do I got to do? Yeah. Props to them for making a good <clears throat> quiz. It's good marketing. 
And I like how they included a little video clip of Aang there at the end. I assume that would be a mm. different character. Yes. Yeah. It's accessible. It looks like you can have it read to you if you are uh, if you Ooh, need. I to. wonder if the voice is is it's not like a computer voice, but more like a <clears throat> you know like know. a narrator, like telling a story. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris, final final thoughts. Um, on news or quizzes or this makes me football. more disappointed that Avatar Studios didn't do a good quiz. Hmm. Like, Same. Come on, guys. Same. Although this so, this whole thing has I'm very Netflix vibes to it. Yeah, this, true. this whole thing. Also, I guess I got to remember that Netflix has money to blow. Whereas Avatar Studios what... has yet to have an income. <laughs> yes. Yet to generate it's been all expense. <laughs> it. 100% non-revenue so far for <laughs> Avatar Studios. Well, uh, I think that's enough for us. My voice is on the on the verge of cracking up here, so we'll say our goodbyes. My name is Sean Taylor. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter. This has been Avatar The Last Podcasters. Thanks for hanging out while we took a quiz. Any likes, comments, subs, thumbs ups, anything like that you can spare us, we, we greatly appreciate that interaction. I dare you to review to review us. He double dog, double dog dares you. Dares you 100%. I bet you won't. Double dog dares you to leave us five stars. And <laughs> I don't know if they're going to come back and be like, ha! You know, I don't. That's their whole review is gotcha. With <laughs> <laughs> the one star. That'd be amazing. Don't, don't, ever, don't ever try to dare me again. Don't, <laughs> you'll be sorry you tried to dare me. Yeah. And yeah, thanks for watching. We will we'll see you next time.